Good day, people. Welcome to a new episode of Bagels and Kool-Aid. Um, guess everybody's listening, probably on lockdown or quarantine. Thanks for your listenership. Uh, we're going to try to entertain you the best way we can. Entertain and inform. Infotainment. I didn't make that up, but I just used it. Um, yeah, anyway, just stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands if you weren't already. That's gross, but I'm not going to judge you right now. Uh, wash your hands. Look after family members who happen to be older, uh, any family members with health concerns. Just look after them, you know, and uh, just be safe. Oh, this episode, you're going to hear maybe birds chirping or maybe a baby in the background. We normally record in a two million dollar studio, but during the quarantine and lockdown, we have to make things work how they work. (laughs) So thanks for your patience and understanding. Um, As usual, go to... Apple Podcasts, rate and review, subscribe, Spotify, do the same. And also now you can follow us on Instagram at Bagels and Kool-Aid Podcast. Wait, Bagels and Kool-Aid underscore podcast. That's our Instagram tag. Okay. Oh, we have a special guest this episode. I don't want to say her name. I'll just let her say it. I just killed the surprise. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Bagels and Kool-Aid, new episode. Lego. discussed how we were going to do this, but we should probably introduce Sarah. Okay. Sarah? You'd... I introduce myself? You can just um, say my name, Sarah. <laughs> um, I'm Sarah. I, I had a shout out on the last podcast as Colette's best friend living in Switzerland. So that's me. Well, um, we bringing Switzerland to you. Yes, you cross the ocean, cross the pond. Mm. Um, Colette and I have been best friends since we were in like first grade, so we go way back. Damn, way back, way way back. (laughs) Part of part of one of my projects during Corona 2020 has been going through old pictures and let's just say I've discovered some good ones. <laughs> I saw that you've been posting them to your story. Have those been private? No, they've been private. Oh, <laughs> I have not good. been posting those to stories. They're okay, not good. the most not the most flattering pictures, let's just put it that way. No, some of them. Guys, we're into quarantine. All right. Just let let all that go. Yeah, I will say thanks to quarantine, I haven't put on makeup. I only put on makeup when I am going to work, so two times a week. (laughs) Other than that, I really only wash my hair on those days, too, if I'm being real honest. (laughs) And honest with us. It's just the three of us in here, so. That's it. Yeah. But here's the thing. When I come out of quarantine with the best looking hair and skin, you'll know why. Mm. It is true. It's like a nice um, detox from 
because same other than even when you're on like zoom conference calls no one can really see if you have makeup on or not so the quality is <laughs> not that great <laughs> so it has been way a to find a silver lining ladies <laughs> yeah will have you been wearing much makeup or have you also no. eased off due to the quarantine no, it's down to one day a week now <laughs> will's, will's really letting himself go he has <laughs> All right, I guess we should get started with what's going on in Switzerland. Um, Sarah, how is it over there? So, Colette and I have been talking because I feel, I mean, as you probably hear on the news and stuff, Switzerland and Europe is kind of like 10 days ahead of what's happening in the U.S. And Switzerland is probably five days behind what's happening in Italy. And so... It's just kind of like this cautionary tale that it's been frustrating when I talk to like parents and friends back home that really aren't, you know, taking the necessary precautions to, to be safe and take this thing seriously. So I wanted to, not only because of my shout outs on the last podcast, but I thought it'd be good if I just like called in and told y'all a little bit about how severe it is here because it's grown. It's just gotten out of control in Europe. It's, it's out of control. And I think at this point now, everyone realizes in the U S like, especially with what's happening in New York and new Orleans, like it's, it's becoming what it was, I guess, five, seven days ago. Um, here. And so now it's, I think it's a reality for you guys. I mean, are you feeling that, that people are now taking it more seriously than even a week ago? Um, in certain parts of the country, um, not as serious as they should. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for Atlanta, I feel like. You know, cities like New York and L.A. and New Orleans and Detroit are, I mean, it's happening so fast because these are international cities. There are a lot of people traveling in and out. And if you think of this like a fire, I mean, Atlanta is just like a bunch of kindling sitting around. And if it sounds like the same amount of people are on the roads, it just seems like this can easily spark. And the moment it does, it takes off so fast (laughs) I think it's sparked here but in Atlanta it's unknown how bad because we just haven't had testing so I have a feeling it's probably way worse than we even Mm -hmm. realize or have any clue Um, but then once now that there's new testing coming out did you guys hear how Um, They finally created a testing that comes back in 15 minutes. So it's similar to like if you go to the doctor and get a strep test, they just swab you, put it in some stuff. 15 minutes later, you know, same with the flu, you know, if you have it, that's now coming out for COVID finally. It took them two months for that. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't understand. Yeah. It's ready. And there's supposed to be 50,000 tests coming out this week. Now, where are they going? But 50,000 tests in the U.S. is nothing. So I'm like, 50,000? We need, like, 50 million. Come on, people. 50,000 in the the U.S. or Atlanta? 
we're coming this week to the U.S. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. like a drop in the bucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. But it's interesting because I feel like people started to take it seriously and then occasionally I'm like, now it feels like people are taking this less seriously. Like, I've seen more people having picnics in the park, not just like one family, you know, that's fine, obviously, but like a circle of 10 people. I'm like, yeah. That's not social distancing. I know you're not in the same family. You don't look no. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you guys think they should be fined or arrested? I think in certain areas, people are hmm. being fined. Like in LA, there was a surfer who wasn't supposed to be surfing and he was fined a thousand dollars which I think is kind of funny because of all things to get someone for, surfing's like the most solo sport ever. <laughs> it's not like you can surf with other people on your board. That's a waste so. of resources. <laughs> I will say, I mean, I'll go ahead in a moment of honesty. Um, I'll, take, I'll take the bullet for the black delegation. There was a... <laughs> It was a group of black people. It was like 50 or 60 of them in California. And they were having a birthday party for a one-year-old. And the SWAT team oh, yeah. came and broke it up. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I just want to call off the dogs. This is not a Black Lives Matter situation. So let's not protest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not do it for this one. Let's save it for something special. But I just thought that was so stupid. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. how like certain communities, and I do feel like it's not, you know, just black people. There's a lot of different communities that for some reason take it a lot less serious than others. Yeah. Yeah. In Florida, there was a, a mega church. The pastor's actually, there's a warrant for his arrest because he had church anyway in Tampa Bay. So they're I looking for that. the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> they're looking for him as we speak. Yeah, he okay. yeah, is going to be arrested. <laughs> All I want to say about Florida, too, is, and I don't know if I said this last time, but think about Italy and why so many people have died in Italy, because it's an older population, and there's a lot of, like, smokers and people who are less healthy. Well, what is Florida? A state <laughs> full of old people who are, a lot of them, very fat. Wow. No offense to Floridians. <laughs> wow. But seriously. <laughs> I mean. Shout out to our friends in Florida. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the truth hurts. I'm not saying Georgia isn't full of fat people. It is as well. <laughs> but Florida is especially, like, when I was down there a couple weeks ago before mm. all this started, or, like, really started, it was an observation that was made by my mother, who's very good at making these kind of observations, as Sarah well knows. <laughs> and, um, but it, then I, like, started to look at everyone, and literally everyone walking around was old and fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Bad things are coming to Florida if they don't take it seriously. I yeah, like I think the hard thing is Florida, like, it all hit during this spring break kind of season. So also, this is like a major hub for people wanting to have vacations and still be out. So, mm. the right. timing. Well, I have a switch to them. 
Are they fat and out of shape and old there too? <laughs> no, Switzerland's been pretty, you know, people have to climb mountains to get to work and stuff. <laughs> Alpinese kind of folk. So it's a very healthy population, I would say. Um, but I mean, there we have what, 15,000 cases now in Switzerland and. Well, and how many how many people are in Switzerland total? I think that's an important eight million. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like the like, size of Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. Like greater Atlanta. Um, and it's I remember talking to Colette a week ago on the phone and talking about how shocked I was. There were two thousand cases, and now every day it's growing by two thousand. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, well, and talk about how it is directly impacting you, because I think that some people feel like just really unaffected by this whole thing, um, and it kind of makes it more yeah. Because it seems like real. it's not real. I mean, the same way that I would say people in Europe were looking at it when it was in China that it was like you know it was just there. It's not affecting anyone you know. It's not your direct problem yet. And the first case that came up for us of someone I know was one of my coworkers. Um, so Wednesday, before they put us on quarantine, the Monday after, uh, a bunch of my coworkers went to a birthday fondue dinner. And so I don't know if you all know, like, the Swiss fondue, but you all share the same bowl of cheese in the middle. And you put bread and you all eat out of the same thing. Ugh. So, sign up. This is making me really want some fondue. It's making me want to vomit. That's, that's really... <laughs> that's an interesting craving to have as I'm about to, like, associate it with corona transfer. I know. <laughs> I know. It's completely about to be ruined. <laughs> so, Ugh. the girl whose birthday it was was actually the one that tested positive for corona. And my coworker said, I didn't go to this dinner. My coworker said that she was kind of coughing and having symptoms of something when they were even at dinner. And But it still wasn't like, I think, real in everyone's mind of how quickly it could spread and how bad it would be. Um, so of this dinner of 10 people, five of these people got corona. Um, and also, I'm saying this, not everyone got tested, but everyone had symptoms of something afterwards. So, I mean, we have the same issue here where there's not a lot of testing and you have to be, you have to show all the symptoms and sometimes have some underlying condition to get um, tests. So of these five people, oh, and I want to point out this, the biggest um the biggest like symptom between them all was not being able to taste or smell anything. And so I know that they're starting to talk about that maybe more in the news, but that is a huge like telltale sign of having Corona. I just want and to say were they my... not able to smell and taste before their other symptoms came on? Yeah. A lot of them started with, um, that was the first symptom. And, but a lot of it, took a few days like I know uh one of my coworkers that got sick with flu-like symptoms afterwards 
it was like five days after this dinner that he started to even have any kind of symptom. And then he's had it now for 10 days. Yeah, that's my, so my cousin has it and she like pretty much said the exact same thing. Like it started, I think for her, it started with a fever, but then she lost her taste and smell and was really sick with like flu-like symptoms for several days. Um, And then her test didn't come back until like a week later. She's completely fine now. And her test finally came back. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's my, she's our, my age, 31. Mm. Um, In California? No, my cousin Grace in New York. Oh, yeah. In case Grace is listening. Sorry, Grace, hip buff violation. (laughs) But um, I don't think she cares. (laughs) She, you're not her. Exactly. She is a teacher in New York City, and she was getting um, really like upset and freaked out by the whole thing because, you know, they're around kids all day. And this is before they decided to cancel schools. And she was just like having a really hard time because she lives in a house with um, she and her fiance, soon to be husband. Hopefully their wedding is able to happen in July. Um, They live in my aunt and uncle's house currently because they are, you know, New York City's pretty crazy expensive. So they're there until they buy their own house, um, which they're hoping to do after they get married. But in that house live my aunt and uncle who are in their 60s and my 97-year-old grandfather. So poor Grace. And yeah. And he's like, I mean, if he gets COVID, he's out because her corona. I think you're not supposed to actually call it COVID. Um, Uh, Really? I thought they wanted us to call it COVID-19. Because oh, Corona really? is like a like there's a bunch of different right Corona it's like a family. Yeah, you want to know a fun fact? You know what COVID nineteen stands for? Do it. It stands like I... for uh, Corona Coronavirus COVID disease COVID Coronavirus disease, and the nineteen is the year that it was uh, started guess, founded. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The year it came into office. <laughs> the year it was inaugurated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, presidential. Speaking of that, um, have you guys been <laughs> trying to say what I'm laughing? Have you guys been watching the briefings? Oh, oh God. Yeah, I knew, that would, I knew that would do it. <laughs> There's so many things to say, and then he's so, he's so stupid. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Yeah, oh. it's really there's like a lot of contradictions. My thing when watching, because uh, I watch CNN over here, my thing with a lot of the news is I don't know why it has to be when it's talking about like the the actual t- statistics and like medical points of Corona. I don't know why the administration needs to be the one speaking, and I think they are changing that and getting Fauci. Dr. Fauci to, you know, come in and say a lot more. But at the beginning, I was just shocked that it was so much 
about the administration talking about this, where they, you know, it's not really their expertise. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that was completely ego related, in my opinion. I mean, like almost kind of giving off the impression that it was all under control and he's such a great leader and, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is nothing. It's just the mixed messaging and the lies that come out of our president's mouth are part of our huge issue of why I think that this will actually, I think the U.S. will be one of the hardest hit countries by far. For sure. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate because we do share friends who are Republicans. What do you guys think about him trying to give people hope? Do you think that, that he should stop? He's lying, clearly he's lying. But his defense well, is he's trying to give people hope. No, there's a difference of giving hope and lying and giving false <laughs> information. But I don't even like, think it's one thing hope to, is like to give hope. I think it's to say things to help stimulate make the him stock look market better. and make him yeah. look better. Yeah, it's not it's not intended to, you know, really help your fellow American. I think it's all about like stimulating saying things to stimulate the economy even if they're not true. Because I had a Republican Agreed. friend that yelled at me and she was just like, well, what do you want him to say? That we're all going to die? Like, he has to say something positive. No, that was yeah, completely agree. It is his role as president to bring hope and unite a country. But what is not his role is to give false hope in that, oh, this is going to be over by Easter and we're all going to be back to our normal lives by Easter, which thankfully he went back on that and said, psych, I'm an idiot and wrong. But like, that's just dumb. He knew when he said, this is gonna be, you know, we're gonna start getting back to normal life starting Easter, the beautiful country or the beautiful holiday of Easter. Like, it ain't nothing break. <laughs> Fill the churches. <laughs> the churches. Even the Pope has, like, essentially <laughs> canceled, you know, ceremony. Everything. So. Yeah. yeah, I saw him praying yeah. by himself. Yeah. He's, like, 75 or something, so he He's really probably enjoying care. this break. This is probably the most quiet time he's had in a long time. I'm sorry, I'm walking. <laughs> and there's a dog out. Side note, I had to leave the house to walk so that my anti-napper will be quiet. But there are no people within six feet of you, right? Only Leo. Leo is a baby that she gave birth to for all the people listening. (laughs) Speaking of giving birth, somebody here is knocked up. Oh my gosh, well... You put it so delicately. <laughs> yeah, that's not really, I'm not really good at it. Um, I am uh, Will, eight Will months knocked up. up but... Eight months knocked up. Congrats, Sarah. Thank you. You know, I realized even like in talking to y'all, sometimes I run out of breath and it, I'm just sitting. You would think I'm like really walking <laughs> on a treadmill or something, but <laughs> I'm just comfortably sitting, <laughs> sitting on my own. So. I'm so glad. One I of the joys. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks real bad. 
Oh, I was going to ask you, um, have you left the house at all? Are you terrified? I have left the house only twice um, since we were quarantined. And I think we started quarantine on like mid-March. I feel like it was even earlier than that. I feel like it was like March 8th. Mm, No, I think it was. I should have looked and checked oh my gosh I mean our days not like all blurring together though that's true yeah, exactly um so we started yeah it it's a, at least been two weeks and then we got notification from our companies that it would be another three weeks at least and then they'd reassess uh mid-april but yes, I've left the house only to go walk around because I feel like <laughs> Rapunzel in a tower up here where we live on the, <laughs> the top floor. And like, luckily we have a balcony and I can go out and like get fresh air every once in a while. But also in these last couple months, it's like really healthy to be out and walking and getting some exercise. And that's not an easy thing to do mm. in quarantine. <laughs> Yeah. But I was um, one of the lightest quarantine restrictions. I mean, it's more of a suggestion, whereas France and Italy, you know, are you're not allowed to go out unless you're you have proof that you're going to the grocery store or going to the doctors. But Switzerland only has a five people can't get together. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know, I don't really know why we're one of the, the because Switzerland's surrounded by Italy, France, and Germany, who all have quarantine restrictions, and companies are asking everyone to work from home and all of this. I don't know if it's because there's so many international organizations that they really can't give, like, a complete shutdown. I don't know. But I... I was really surprised when I did go out how many people are still out, like, walking in the streets. Um, I don't know. Everyone is is exercising. I mean, people are trying to keep distance, and they have, like, if you're going into a boulangerie or something, they have, like, tick marks where you have to stay back and only one person can go in at a time. But it's a grocery store. For those I was going to ask, don't... so thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's like the only reason I bakery. figured that out. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I thought, don't, we have that word in English too, don't we? Mm. No? No, no not much. Okay. It's not Sorry. very common. <laughs> not Atlanta public school, no. Are right, you guys yeah. haven't been to the Boulangerie recently? <laughs> I can't say not that I have. <laughs> no. I go at like Gosh. 7 a.m. with old people. That sounded so pretentious then. <laughs> I thought that was a no, normal no. word. That's why you're here. You're international. We're just dumb uh, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Switzerland. <laughs> you can't make fun Anyways, of Anyways, okay. Okay, so they, they, it's true. I'm not making fun. Um, so... Oh my gosh, I'm walking on the sidewalk. This is so cute. And my neighbors pressure washed hearts into the sidewalk. So as you walk, there's all these hearts that are um, 
that are like, at first I was like, what did they do? Paint it white? But no, they pressure washed it. That's so cute. You know what? One of my favorite things about this podcast is that the way that Colette gets like ADD and moments and will just say things is exactly like what it's like to just have a phone call with her. The podcast <laughs> is, is like, you are just exactly the same. <laughs> Well, we're we were having a great conversation and then i got completely distracted with hearts well that was the premise when we started doing this to make it to make people feel like what i felt like when we were like car carpooling we could be talking about some serious shit and then colette will see like a rainbow (laughs) and that'll be it (laughs) guys i can't Uh, help that i just see the beauty in life i want to share it with everyone Um, Anyways, okay, so going to the grocery store, walking into the boulangerie. (laughs) (laughs) So there's like, people are taking precautions, but I do feel like it's, even for us, there's still a lot of people that are, I don't know, all of a sudden it seems like everyone's training for... A marathon and all the marathons are canceled, so I don't know what they're <laughs> practicing. <laughs> they just gotta exercise, man. You gotta stay they pretty. Gotta, yeah. There are, I've that. never seen so many runners ever. Yes. Which, you know, like, what do you do when you can't go to the gym? You basically have to be outside running if you're gonna get any kind of cardio or bicycling, I guess. But I feel like, yeah. Especially Atlanta, like when I do go and get small things, I do see a lot of just like you not have a television, like you should be at a home. Like stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean I feel like if you're out as long as you're being safe, like you're not, you know, meeting up with other people to go running, then the cha- I mean, I guess there is a chance if someone has it and coughs and it's kind of floating in the air and then you run through and take a big deep breath. <laughs> oh, but it gives me such anxiety. It's also like for when I think of all this, I also think of like the mental health aspect and staying inside is not mm-hmm. normal or good for anyone. So... It's mm. good to like get out, exercise, yeah. take a walk or a run. You know, it's Release funny you say that. That's a group of people. That's a group of people nobody's really talking about. That and domestic violence victims. Oh, yeah. Nobody's really talking about them as much as I feel like they should. Like if you're trapped yeah, in a house with a guy that it. beats you, like it's, it's right. kind of sad. Or all the kids. Have I not said this on the podcast? I feel like I keep talking about this, which is really sad and depressing but I just keep thinking about like in the summertime we see the number of child abuse go up um, because kids are home you know it just happens and that was one of the first things I thought when they canceled school was not only are kids now home and supposed to be like doing schoolwork which if you've talked to any school-age parent you know that that is a big challenge, not only for the kids, but 
seems like it's a huge challenge for the parents, like just figuring out all the computer stuff. And that's if someone has a computer. There's a lot of kids who I don't even know what they're doing. So then you have bored kids. You have parents who are trying to work or stressed out because Losing they hours. can't work. Yeah. And so now they're in, like, the financial burden. Yeah. It's just, That's like, true. ugh, makes me sick thinking about it. It is really sad. Because because it, I do, like, I understand the frustration. Like, at no point do I say, oh, you know, I'm okay that you abuse your child. But I understand, like, why it's happening. There's a lot of stressors currently. But it just sucks. Damn. I know. Sorry. I took it to a really dark spot. No, no one's yeah. talking about it. So it needs to be. Yeah. That. I also think it helps put in perspective. There's a lot of people who, you know, this whole thing sucks for them because they're bored. And that's like the main thing. Like it's really beyond that. Like there's not a lot of difficulties that this is bringing except for boredom and I get that like it's hard to be bored and it sucks but <laughs> also like you're likely in a safe place you have food you know if you're not worrying about food money or getting hit you probably shouldn't complain all that much yeah, or going true. to the hospital or going to the hospital which leads me to going back to the fact that, Sarah, you're eight months pregnant and soon getting ready to have a baby. One of the populations in that this whole thing effect is affecting the most, I would say, like in a very significant way, is pregnant women. Yeah. So I mean, I think as far as um, as far as us you know, being more vulnerable to COVID-19 that I don't think we are. I mean, I think health-wise that's okay, but the issues are that the hospitals are so inundated with patients now that they don't have room or staff to kind of take care of this other, you know, these other groups of People that need to come to the hospital, I mean, and not just pregnant people. I mean, you think about people that are needing to come in, you know, for something other than COVID that are ill and everyone is, I mean, being so stretched. But um, the situation here is that we called the hospital. I'm due in two months, less than two months. Um, and we said, you know, is everything still okay for for us to come in and deliver there? And they said... Actually, no, we would really like for you to reach out to your um, your private OBGYN and see if there's a chance that they can deliver the baby for you because we really, I mean, come here only if you're a high-risk patient um, or if you have nowhere else to go. So that was a little wow. disconcerting when you, yeah, when you're this pregnant and you think, you know, every mom kind of has a birth plan and I feel like I'm a really like lax about stuff like that and don't really have a birth plan, but it, at a minimum it was to be in a hospital. <laughs> 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 yeah. You got that far. 
<laughs> now I'm like, uh, yeah, I have a, an appointment with my doctor to see if there's any chance she can deliver me in, a, in another clinic. Or I've even started talking to a midwife about delivering at home, which I would really not prefer. But the other side of this is that not just being able to go there, but that um, husbands are being, they can be there for right now in Switzerland. They can be there for the delivery and two hours afterwards, but then they can't come back. So, which is crazy. A, yeah, that's a sad thing to think, especially if you have like C section or something and you have to be in the hospital for a few days to basically be kind of alone after birth. Yeah. I mean, just on top that. of, I guess, all the other stresses here, it's hard to. It's frustrating to think about this unknown of of what that will be like and what it'll be like in two months. You know, is the situation going to be better or worse? Or... Right. Yeah. Now, and when I you think... give birth at home, dude, like what kind of meds? Is it just natural? Like you uh, don't need any medicine, right? So this is what I've been weighing out because essentially your choice <laughs> is you go to a hospital or a clinic and you get the epidural, but you don't get the husband. Or you do it at home and you don't get the epidural, but you get the husband. <laughs> so, and I've asked, I've asked all my friends who've given birth, you know, where, which direction, and a hundred percent of them, they go for the drugs. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely admit I would. I thought about it for about two seconds, and I was like, mm, drugs. <laughs> Well, speaking on behalf of all men, um, I'm going to say go with the drugs. <laughs> you guys don't really want to be there either. <laughs> well, no, I, didn't say, I, don't, I don't know your husband, but <laughs> I've uh, heard wait. stories about the pain. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's big. <laughs> it's, bad. Bad. it's big. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. And, and here, like in New York City, they're not letting husbands be there for the deliveries or after, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure you come in solo and have that baby. And then if you can, you get out basically yeah. the next day. It's like a drop off and pick up. Wow. Uh, it makes me so, I, I just, coming from someone who had three support people at my side, when pushing out a baby, I, I, my heart breaks into a million pieces thinking about every woman who is giving birth right now and going through this because it's so, it's such a like life changing experience. And even if it goes well, it's still like somewhat traumatic. I mean, you're going through like a trauma, your body is, you know, going through a huge thing. And you just, you need support, which I will say this, because currently in the hospital, in the pediatric world, we're down to a limited visitor restriction of, there's only one parent allowed to be at the bedside with each kid. And like, that's very, only because of COVID-19. And it's been really hard for, you know, the moms who have the new babies because here they are they're sleep deprived they have their new baby and now they're in the hospital which adds another level of anxiety and they're by themselves 
and they can't really leave the room. And I will say this is where, for me, being a nurse, I've realized like this is why nursing is so special because as a nurse or a patient care tech or anyone in the healthcare world, like we signed ourselves up for a role to take care of people in the best and worst times. And like, it's the way I see it and walk into work is like, it's my duty now to step in and be these people's partners. Like I have four patients. That means I have four usually moms that I'm there, like trying to help them, trying to support them, not only take care of the child, but like take care of them. And it's not easy, but it does make me, and it, and recently nursing has just been, oh God, I'm losing an earbud, just almost lost an earbud, sorry. Um, nursing has been like even more special than it's ever been before to me, I will say that, for this reason. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I should probably give a shout out to, uh, don't, please don't cry. You know how I feel about tears. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the nurses out there. I have a very uh, <laughs> complicated relationship with nurses, but I do, I do understand how important you guys are right now. Um, well, so and it's not just nurses. nurses. I know. Yeah, I'm risking my life too, but you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's everyone. It's everyone. everyone. Yeah. It should be me. Yeah. Saying to both of y'all and and everyone in healthcare right now, because it is, I know that they've started to do it in Atlanta too, but everywhere here in Europe at 9 p.m., everyone goes out on their balcony and claps for all the healthcare workers, because we live right by the hospital, so hopefully they're hearing, and so I think it's happening all over Europe, it's starting to happen in the U.S., like, I know it's happening in New York City, because Amy shoots it like every night. Okay, so funny story about that, though. I heard that they did it here, and I saw a video, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. Like, I really want to go witness it. Just watching it on, you know, TikTok or wherever I saw it, I was, like, tearing up. And so last night after work, I stopped to get pick up some food, and I happened to be on Ponce, you know, pretty close to... Peachtree Street, and I was like, oh, shoot, it's almost 8 p.m. I'm taking the long way home, and I'm going to go listen to everyone clap. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm on the phone with my mom, and I have the windows down, and I'm like, mom, mom, stop talking. I'm listening for clapping. Because I was right by Emory Hospital. This is for me. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't know if I, like, missed it. <laughs> or, or if it's at a different time, or if that was a one-time thing. All I heard was like someone banging on the railing, and I have no clue if that was like, "Yay, healthcare workers," or like, "Fuck, this sucks." <laughs> so awkward for you. <laughs> so, needless to say. It, it, it's a really sweet thing that's happening, but I have, I'm not really sure <laughs> yeah, what witness. the deal is in Atlanta. So if anyone knows, please. Maybe let it us starts, know. 
exactly at 7 p.m. And you just, you got there like 7.20 and it was just too late. I was there at 8 p.m. on the dot. I had heard. Well, no, it they, they do it at 7. Because it's 7. Do they? Because, oh. yeah, but I heard that it happens at 8 p.m. Because, you know, you don't get out of the hospital at 7. Unless you're well, lucky. regular people don't know the shift and you have to get report. They don't know about all that crap. They just know you work 12 hours. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed it. Who yeah, knows? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <sighs> so, anyways, oh, before we end it, um, as you, as you said, everybody listen, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I wanted to get your opinion. Do you think celebs are being paid to say they have it? Huh? <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Uh, How do you come up with this? I don't have a life, and I live alone with a dog. <laughs> just tried oh, to so this isn't like a, a widespread conspiracy. This is your conspiracy theory. I well. think other people feel the same. I don't think I'm alone. <laughs> but have a um, have a lot of celebrities come out? Yes, yeah, like ten of them. Now. Tom Hanks. No, I think just Elba, a few basketball players. I and they, they all, all just have it. Yeah, I don't think for sure. I think the the basketball players because they were. I mean, it is like anyone who like the tests that are going out in the U.S. are to these like A list celebrities and sports teams yeah. at the beginning at least. And so, yeah, I don't get that. Like oh. why? Why people who are richer and going to be okay? I mean, <laughs> most likely are getting access. I don't to know why test. Harvey Weinstein got a test. Yeah. I, I was so fucking aggravated when I saw that. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's a rapist. Yeah, but especially when, like, as a healthcare worker, if you get sick, you can't get tested unless you're in the ICU, like, sick. Now, hopefully that will change, but. That is how it currently is. That is disgusting. Yeah. I think these celebrities Anyways, I don't think so well. I have to go with no. So I don't think there's enough to seem to seem suspicious yet, you know? It's been a like a small pool of celebrities. I think okay. when it's like the leaders of countries and governments that are getting it. I mean, because that makes more of an impact, I feel like. Well, the Prime Minister UK got it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, those are more impactful. Justin Trudeau's wife, I don't think he ever, but the Minister of Health in Iran, that was one of the first ones. Do you remember that? He died, right? I don't think he died. Someone in Iran died. It may have not been him, but someone over there died. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people dying right now in Iran. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying it's apparently the way you said that. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, wildly inappropriate. It goes that sponsorship we were hoping for. <laughs> but it's true, though. All right, fine. I'll, I'll stand alone on that ledge. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll keep an eye on it, though. You do that. You watch it. See if anything seems suspicious. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, on that note, guys, this was solid. Like, look at us. We're international and whatnot. 
Yeah, thanks for inviting me to chat. No problem, Sarah. I'm a I'm a big fan of your podcast. I listen to them all. Wow, Number one up. fan. That means the world to me. I would say tell a friend, but you don't leave the house ever. <laughs> well, I can still socialize. Yeah. I like what the, the uh, California governor is saying. He's calling it physical distancing because it's not really social distancing. I feel like a lot of us have been more social than we've been in the past year or so, catching up with old friends. So there's some... Physical distancing. You're right. Yeah, he could run for president, him and Cole. They're looking real good right now. Mm. Yeah. There's some people you're having a lot more confidence in than others. Yeah. Funny how that works. Um, Colette, any final words? I, I think oh. she's already gone. Is it just the two of us? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Well, that was a bit rude. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, in Colette fashion. <laughs> I'm going to leave He's that the last, in. I... Last to come to the party. In the first one. Of just always keep you on your toes. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave that in because I think that's funny. She made a fool of <laughs> Um. Okay, Sarah. Well, good luck with everything. Um, well, stay well you too. <laughs> well, I'm, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not bringing another life in the world. So it's more important for you. Stay safe. Don't touch anybody except for your husband. And uh, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you. All right. Bye. Bye.